Uh, I'm Trisha Dykers Koenig and I live in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. When I got involved in the movement, I was a commissioner to the General Assembly in 1991 in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, the big issue at that assembly was the Human Sexuality Report. And I was not happy with the way the General Assembly dealt with that or with the way it, Presbyterians in general were dealing with the report. And it was very shocking to me as a Christian to hear other people sitting in church talking about children of God the way they were talking about lesbian and gay people. And at that time it was probably not bisexual and transgender because it just wasn't as much on people's radar. But my experience at the General Assembly was so shocking that I needed to educate myself about the issues around homosexuality in particular when I got back home to my family and my church. The other experience at the General Assembly that was kind of formative for me and, and has led to my ministry now is that I felt very alone at the General Assembly in my viewpoints. Um, I, I was very much in the minority, although I knew other people who were at the assembly who agreed with where I was coming from, and I assumed that almost all of the ministers had been to seminary and had learned to interpret the Bible pretty much the same way I had. So I didn't understand how people could be talking the way they were talking, even though at that point I hadn't done much of any research about homosexuality and the scripture and that kind of thing. That came later. But I can remember, this before cell phones, right, 1991, standing at the edge of the convention center in Baltimore at a bank of pay phones, talking to my husband on the phone saying, you know, we need to join the Witherspoon Society or something because or this place needs organization. It would have been easy for people to find that I was progressive and to reach out to me to bring me in to some sort of process for dealing with things at the GA, but nope, I didn't get connected with that. I've learned that there were things happening, but I didn't know about them, and nobody tried to bring me in. So I was part of the demonstration that happened that we've heard about with the cross and the nailing and I was one of the commissioners who got up out of my seat and walked with that group but before then I didn't know there was a group and that was too late it was after everything had already been decided at that point um, so my job now is with the Covenant Network of Presbyterians I was I got involved in the movement before there was a Covenant Network and I was um, in a project called the Unity Through Diversity Project that uh, led up to the 1996 General Assembly. The, I was on the PLGC board and then the MLP board after PLGC merged. In fact, the conversations about merging those two organizations, uh, Presbyterians for Lesbian and Gay Concerns and the More Like Churches Network happened in the library of my church on Easter weekend in 19, I think it was 1999. Um, I was one of the representatives from PLGC to the talks about the merger. And we had it Easter weekend because um, it was hard to find a time. And I basically, I was serving a church at the time, and I said, well, I'm not preaching on Easter. My husband was doing that. I can't leave 
town, but if you all want to come to Cleveland, then we can do it at my church, and that's what we did. Um, but at any rate, dur during the, my involvement in the movement prior to my working for Covenant Network and in my job now, I would have given anything for the organization that, tried, that reaches out to commissioners to put commissioners together with each other so that they can work on making those changes from the beginning instead of having to take half the General Assembly to figure out who it is you want to work with. So a lot of the work that I do is that sort of organization and it really came out of my experience at the General Assembly in 91 feeling very isolated, wanting to work with other people to accomplish a goal and not knowing how to do it because I didn't know who the other people were. So uh, that's a lot of my motivation for the organization that we have been doing at the General Assembly since, uh, well, we tried to do it in 95 and 96 and 97, et cetera, and we, we did some of that, but we've gotten a lot more sophisticated about it. Um, one of the reasons that I was offered the job that I was with Covenant Network was that I was doing some of the kind of grunt detail work about figuring out who all those commissioners were. Who do we know in Presbytery X who can tell us who the commissioners are from that presbytery and whether they'd like to hear from us or not. And it's just a very laborious, detail-oriented, time-consuming type of thing to keep this database in the days before I knew anything about computers and, you know, here we have lists of people and that kind of thing. And um, there weren't that many people who had the patience. I was also had a really great opportunity because my husband and I were co-pastors serving a church, splitting one job. So I had, and my kids were starting to get a little bit older at that time, I had time uh, in between the PTA and my, serving my church and the presbytery to do a lot of volunteer work where, where people who were working full-time didn't have that opportunity. So it was a really great chance for me to put some patience to work and a, a few skills to try to do organization so that we could really um, harness all the person power of the people who, at the General Assembly who want to make a difference but don't know how if, they, if they're going feeling isolated. So that's a lot of the stuff that I've been d done over the years. It, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff along with, but... How long have you been with Covenant Network? You started in the fall of the year 2000. So... Um, I'm interested in your reflection and also projection mm -hmm. um, concerning the um, the because the meeting that began the coming together was at your church. Right? So uh, well, of the, the not of the Covenant Network at no, that no, time. No, of, the, of the of the more like the, in the in the beginning of of the of the coming together of groups. Those two groups, the, yes, and, right. And, and so eventually, the there was strategic conflict around strategy and that kind of thing. I'm interested in your reflection about that, and also focus um, on that subject, looking into the future, um, using whatever inspirations you found in the gathering here. We'll see if I can. Uh do that justice. Uh, when um, 
I started working with the Unity Through Diversity Project. I didn't know anything about national level politics on this kind of stuff. And it made sense to, the, to our little group that this was a project that the More Light Churches Network and the Presbyterians for Lesbian and Gay Concerns should do together. So we had a plan and we were gonna suggest it to these two organizations. And they, their boards didn't really used to meet together, but they were gonna meet at the same time in the same place and you know, some overlapping and some separate. And a bunch of people said, oh, they'll never do that. They'll never agree to work together. Uh, well, why not? Because it makes so much sense. But they did agree to work together. And um, that was actually one of the, of the uh, experiences, I think, that led to the merger that was, that happened later uh, because we had some um, experience working together and we wanted to hire a staff person up to that point there was no staff person for either one of those organizations at least not that I'm aware of um, it was all the board volunteering and we wanted to hire a field organizer and we thought it would be easier to hire somebody if it was one organization and not you know somebody working for two organizations. So it, interestingly, then the Covenant Network came along uh, in 1997. This merger was 99, but um, these other, so MLP then at that point uh, was working and I was a strategy person for PLGC slash MLP. Um, so I ended up working a bunch with the people who were emerging and beginning the Covenant Network. They used some of the information that I had developed because I continued to do commissioner tracking uh, up in 97 and they, uh, the Covenant Network people, the people who became the Covenant Network used some of that information to accomplish what they did in 1997. And then, um, so I was working with them and we had some differences of opinion at that point between MLP and the Covenant Network, not, not a whole lot, uh, but during the time when I was on the MLP board, we didn't always agree within the board about what the best strategy was, what's the fastest way to move forward. And in my view, it's always the fastest way to move forward um, and the most effective way, but the most effective way to move forward is not necessarily always a straight line. So sometimes, you know, if you run real hard in a straight line and, you, and there's a wall there and you run into it, then you have to pick yourself up and not be woozy before you can figure out the way around that wall. So we did have, uh, there were times in the history of the movement where we had um, some differences of opinion about the best strategy for moving forward, um, particularly in the early 2000s, during the time when the, uh, task for the theological task force on the peace unity and purity of the church uh, was working um, it was our view in covenant network that that was not a real opportune time to try to amend the book of order because uh, and, and that came from our experience in 2001 when we had worked really hard everybody together to try to um, get an amendment through the general assembly and we did um, and then at the same time, the same assembly had recommended the task force be uh, constituted. And the idea of the assembly was 
you know, we need to get this resolved, but then we need to think about how we're the church together too. At the same time, we don't want to wait on either one of these things. But the existence of the task force was used as an excuse for not resolving the issue. And my view, shared by the Covenant Network Board, but it was my view as a person who'd come over kind of from PLGC was, that experience is, until this gets resolved, it's going to be used as a talking point against any kind of amendment. We're, we're going to have no good luck. So we tried to do other things that only a General Assembly could do, the, an authoritative interpretation rather than an amendment during that time. And there were some, um, not everybody in MLP, but there were some who felt that it was, you have to go for everything every year as a matter of principle. Um, so that was some of the, the uh, difference in strategy. And there were some difficult times during that period. Some before that, too, when some of the Covenant Network people, not all of them, had kind of recommended a moratorium. I, some of this is a little bit, I haven't thought about these things for a while, so it's interesting. Um, but is, are we ready? Go, um, uh, going forward, um, at, well, we have had, we've been pretty much on the same page, I think, strategically, all the organizations since about 2008. And um, at that point, uh, the, we in the Covenant Network felt now's really the time to push forward. Uh, we started being pretty much on the same, we started that way in 2006. I think there were still some issues around the theological task force that reported in 2006. But since 2008, we have, haven't had any strategic differences. So, and I don't expect that we will going forward. It's not something that seems likely to me. Um, we've had really good working relationships um, since about that time, about 2008, because we've been, we've shared the same specific goal for that year. I think we've always had the same goals out there, but how you get there, uh, we've had some differences of opinion about. So there have been a bunch of other things in terms of the, the way we've tried to work strategically at the General Assembly and before. When, I, when people ask me what my job is, if they want the really quick thing, um, sort of the political organizer for the Covenant Network. So um, some of it, sometimes we focus on the local organizing. It's not as much national. You know, we need to build this infrastructure. But lately it really has been focused on the General Assembly. So if you want overtures that go to the General Assembly, somebody has to help shepherd those, sometimes write them, uh, get them passed in presbyteries. Then you have to get it passed at the General Assembly. And then if it's an amendment, you have to get the presbyteries to pass it after the, yeah, afterwards. So, um, so that's my job, is to manage all that stuff. And there's a lot of different ways that we go about it. Uh, depending on what stage that we're going to, but I definitely want to make sure that we're respectful of other people's time. So, um, thank you so very much. Do you have a card that you could share with? I do, but not with me. I'll get it. I'm sure I have it in my room. I just didn't carry it with me, but I'll I'll find you. Okay. So. Well, I'll be here. All right. <laughs> well, I'll be coming back by at some point. You'll be here tomorrow, or just okay.